Oh, Jesus Christ. A big riot here. Carl, get out of there, Carl Paul Turner. Carl, get out of there, Carl Paul Turner. Carl Paul Turner, Carl Paul Turner. Get out of there, Carl Paul Turner. Then episode 70 and it's me Gary P and of course the Prof Gary Riley. Gary Pearson's? Gary Pearson's. That's your new yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah so we're in Johnny Blues and we are uh, episode 70 and we're going to get around to reviewing our trip to Derry a couple of weeks ago. It's Cork on Friday. Big one. And then we've two quifties quarterfinal matchups with Lee Grace versus Danny Carr and Davey Mack versus Lukey Bourne and of course the members corner with Nick Clark so Absolutely jam-packed. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, still sponsored by Peachtree's. Doing fantastic stuff in Tala. Some gorgeous grub. So if you go down, make sure you mention the podcast and you might get a little present. And, uh, yeah, so Peachtree East. Uh, yeah, so, Alan O'Neill, uh, fantastic job as host last week. He <laughs> wouldn't shut up, would he? Loves his story. Probably suited us because the two of us were a tad hungover. A little bit. Especially you, people noticed. A little bit. And we were using the handheld mic because our, our regular mic has decided to die. Yeah. And that mic is very unforgiving. Carrie, gets right in there. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's great handheld, but it's uh, it like there's no way we could do that every week. So uh, some new equipment coming our way soon. And um, yes, yeah, so he was fantastic. I I loved um, I loved a lot of his stories. I loved the one where he, where he had to throw a dog over over the railings. He's <laughs> uh, trying to catch a dog, isn't he? And the the, tic- the <clears throat> ticket story as well. That was brilliant. Traveling around on t- tra- twenty seven people traveling around twenty six tickets. Louis Kilcoyne with a ticketing fiasco. Who'd have thought? <laughs> um, so it got a great response. Noel Larkin even got on to us and said, Great interview, fantastic keeper and magic person. And Bill Gleason said, That's the best episode yet. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, good response on Facebook. And I don't mean to brag, but uh, according to Facebook, us and about nine or ten others, apparently we've created the most engaging posts in Robert's chat in the past month. So we get we now get a cup of tea beside our name and we are now called a conversation. Is that what that is? Conversation starter. I was wondering what that was about. Yeah. The old cuppa beside her name. I was now. wondering what the cuppa was about. <laughs> Two sugars, please. And uh, Chef Ray Whelan had this to say. He said, I listened to the podcast in two sittings yesterday. I was a bit disappointed <coughs> when I heard Terry Everson wasn't going to make it as I liked the dynamic that X2 players who know each other well gives. Mark Henney slash Tony Cousins, Derek Tracy slash Tony O'Dowd being good examples. Uh, he said that said I thought Alan was not just a gentleman I know he is but a man full of tales that spanned three decades within the League of Ireland and I would have easily listened to another two hours no butter it struck me that while listening uh, Alan O'Neill is basically the anti-Killian Brennan a player full of talent and humility who is proud to have represented Rovers and other clubs with distinction and happy with his lot and without announcing nastiness in him it was a pleasure <laughs> listening to him uh, so well summed up there by Ray, it really was. And do you know what? Afterwards, even when we were done, I was thinking to myself, I said we could have got 
he could have talked for longer. Like, yeah. he, he has a couple more stories in him, you know. So uh, definitely uh, something to look forward to now. And as 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 usual, me and the prof were pretty sure who we're going to go for monthly madness takes. But if you have a suggestion, send it in because we're always open to suggestions. But we have a good idea who we want next. Plenty of ideas who we want in the future ones as well. It's all about deciding yeah. what's relevant and what, what was, we want next. I was making a list the other day actually, and it's like there's at least. <laughs> These ten ten names I've got. Yeah, there's a there's at least a year's worth of monthly yeah. madnesses in my in my head anyway that we have coming up, but it's just all about making them happen. And we like to pair uh certain people together. Obviously the plan was O'Neill and Emerson there. It didn't work out unfortunately, but we can get Terry on his own yeah. at some stage. But uh, yeah, the word gentleman, that's that's the word that kept coming back to us over and over again about Adam. Even the way he ended the interview. This is a guy who's probably kept the most clean sheets in League of Ireland history. And he's just there talking about how privileged he is to be a footballer. Just how humble was he? Like? Old school dub. That's what I'd yeah. say he is. He holds open doors for women and kisses <laughs> babies and stuff like that. Old school. Uh, we'll move on to Mick. Uh, Pines Mafia Capo. Great interview with him on the 42.ie. Um, Mick, yeah. Mick's a great a great guy. And just... Before we uh, before we move on, we want to say a big thanks to the Pines Mafia who came out in force to the five side and supported us. They were uh, they were fantastic. He said that uh, Mick um, said he, he thanked a lot of people in his interview. Mentioned a lot of people, including us. But uh, for some reason, they they never include that stuff. Like if you mention other fans, they just cut it out. So there you go. Um, before the Derry game last month, the news came out about the sudden passing of uh, young Kyle Finnegan, who was a regular in the East Stand supporting Rovers. So um, we want to send our condolences to all the friends and family of young Kyle. So may he rest in peace. Uh, yeah, so the Brandywell, 1-0 one, one up there, and it was an unchanged team. And uh, the Rave bus was well, well up and going, wasn't it, Prof? Yeah, although the battery and the speaker died after about three songs. Yeah, <laughs> we got enough out of those, enough to keep us going. And you even charged it in the media room, and it still, well, still didn't work, was it? I reckon it's. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I think there could have been some um, some choice words mm-hmm. for our style of music. Shout out to DJ Dan as well for yeah. making me hold his can about forty times <laughs> while he adjusted the speakers. So the the rave bus was absolutely hopping. It was great stuff, and. Um, the bus being stopped. Uh, this, I think this is the first time we've ever had PSNI on any of our buses, Prof. What do you think? I don't recall our bus ever being stopped before, anyway, in general. It was a quick one as well. Yeah. They, they were definitely looking for somebody that wasn't us. So it was good to send out Tony, Tony R to the front. I think Alex went out too, and they saw that like there was a few kids on board. So they were looking for the Eldridge bus. That was pretty obvious. Still want to know. Do want to get to the bottom of this as well? It's it's uh, it's interesting hmm. enough. When, who who hoosed the the PSNI on on the ultras? It's a uh, it's it's quite interesting. And of course, it's uh, it's illegal to have alcohol in the bus in the north. So obviously that was a concern. As Dan Fulham said later on, he said that when they stopped us, they'd already plotted a story of trouble in Emmyvale, and Stop. he's actually surprised that they let us through at all. Yeah. Well, I was too actually. I was, I thought we'd be gone. I thought if I heard there was going to be trouble in the pub and I thought, okay, well, they're just going to send us back now. But I think uh, we got away with it in the end. Yeah, Brexit is real. Brexit is real. Yeah, we're going to need a visa to get up there soon enough. So Kieran Stafford said this. He's still, still absolutely stoned by yesterday. I'm not a frequent ultras bus goer, but uh, I've had an enjoyable time every time I've gone. 
I'm as honest as, as anything I often uh, or I actually often feel the scrutiny that's held against us is justified by people's actions at times but there was absolutely nothing done yesterday to clear up the rumour of the trouble in the pub we arrived in Emmyvale had a couple of points and a sing song cleaned up afterwards and went in our way to have a checkpoint with 5 Royal Vans and 20 odd PSNI officers is absolutely disgraceful to be then told after travelling all that way up that we weren't getting to the game because we were intoxicated without one individual being breathalyzed is disgraceful. I'm like a lot of people in this group. I go to I go out on a way day and have a few cans on the bus. I've been all over the country doing this and never once have been met by carry on like yesterday. We were then escorted by unmarked PSNI cars to the border, only to be met by none other than the Gardee. We then arrived back in Emmyvale and the bar staff are bemused at the fact we didn't get to the game the two guarded cars outside tell us we're having one point and we're moving on because the bar staff want us to the bar staff went out of their way to deny that claim the court the quote the girl working in the chipper said you've been in having a laugh and i've done nothing to do or i've done nothing wrong so um yesterday's nothing but sectarianism I'm actually a bit embarrassed to be saying that but it's true delighted with the win still had a good day out but as always we'll have sour taste in the mouth for a good while so pretty good summary of events there yeah so as you say we're trying to come up with theories as to why that happened maybe like there was an anonymous tip made to the PSNI maybe it rooted from stealing the dairy flag yeah I think that's what it is I think it's all down to there's a couple of theories you could go on you could say that the head of security was friends with the lady who owned the flag and uh, it was like a, a way of getting us back they could have tipped them off but how could he have tipped them off about that bus that particular bus even if the flag is the answer it's still quite weird yeah that this happened it's a strange another theory is. is that the bows were kind of messy in their game up there beforehand there was a few pitch invasions and stuff I think there was something with involving Cliftonville in the game the weekend before so maybe they just had this in mind I don't know yep that could be it as well um but then again, I mean, are, are these guys in a position to turn a busload of fans away who are going to be paying in, you know? Uh, Jason Maloney said, The piece and I heard that there was a bus of troublemakers heading up and the Ultras bus were scapegoated. He also uh, talked to a well-known Derry fan who said it was certainly sets an unwelcome precedent in terms of travelling support to or from Derry if the piece and I can simply refuse a bus entry to the city. Hopefully we can get some answers as to what their motives were because there's something sinister about all of this and that's a dairy fan yeah. so once again it's very very uh, very, very s- weird situation and it was in complete contrast like the, the contrast was stark between the friendly Stuart and the fans yeah they were very friendly yeah it was uh, it, they always are though in fairness I've, I've even after that. we won the game and we're walking past dairy fans they were just kind of having a laugh at us yeah bunch of young fellas kind of tried to slag us but it was it was kind of good natured yeah then a few elephants were just being friendly with us as we're going boy so yeah it was all good it was all good yeah, uh, yeah. free the mountain 24 we chanted free the mountain 24 i bring back the ultras that was shouted as well the crowd wasn't great in fairness now but obviously because we, we were down a bus full of ultras um but their crowd as well their crowd was poor prof well, their season's over, I suppose, isn't it? and um, it was their third game in six days, so it was a good time to play them. Yeah. As for the day itself, the sun was in our eyes nearly the whole game. A uh, welcome problem. Yeah, it was quite warm in the stand, and then you go down to the steps outside, and it'd be freezing out there. Yeah. So um, we we'll talk about the game in the first half. It was a dangerous ball across the box from Ronan Hill, and Mele nearly scored a header as well. They. Um, 
they had quite a lot of chances, Prof. They they should have had us dead and buried at one stage. But I have to say, Big Al was fantastic because whenever he somebody's one on one, he just makes himself so big. And they it, just, it was especially the uh, Mac and F one at the end they were talking about. Yeah, where he stood up to. It. I feel like we've conceded a few goals like that this season, where if our keeper had made himself big, he could have blocked it. Yeah, I mean when when um, striker see Big Al just making himself big, he seem to shoot their load early, don't they? And they just. It's they try and go for power. It just goes they just sky it over the bar. So it's um, it's fantastic to have Big Al there as a presence. Uh, ten minutes into the second half, we double sub Car and Kustra on and did, did the trick. Did the trick as well. Super sub Danny Car. It looked like a shot from Boyle, and Danny Car steered it home. So yeah, it was good work by Lopez out in the right. Found Boyle as you say, bit of a cross shot. And then Cross come shot as they call yeah. it. Yeah, Kara first time on his left foot at the back post. Nice little first Steered time home, finish. So one nil and uh, fantastic stuff. The crowd going wild. Uh, with DFX on the forum, he said it's a great striker's finish. Something badly missing in the last few years. Anticipation at the back post for a tap in. Kara has been the one crossing the ball instead of being there to finish it. Was the point you made, Brock? That's I think the it's last an excellent few weeks. Point. Excellent point. Mm. He's been the one out left and out right and swinging the ball in, nearly getting on his own crosses at times. And as usual, uh, me and Pat and Martin had our, our weekly raving about uh, Danny Kerr going on about him for ten minutes, and then Pat goes for a piss, and then Danny scores. <laughs> And he comes back and he missed it. I was like, after all that, then he's at the score, I missed the goal. He's only on the pitch six minutes. Six minutes. And uh, we've had a few goal-scoring subs this season. David McAhone to Bray. Shazzy did it in two consecutive weeks. That was a thumper against Bray, wasn't it, for David Mack? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Shaw got the two and this one by Kerr. Those are super subs. Uh, like we said, a couple of scary moments as well towards the end of the game. Yeah, the McIniff one I mentioned, plus uh, Roy and Rory Hale, they were both two on goal, both missed. So they they had big chances. Yeah, we Car himself could have wrapped it up at the end. He had a good one on one chance. Yeah, we were coughing them up all right. Yeah, he should have buried that one on one chance to be fair. We saw it out in the end, and it was a massive three points. So um, we march on towards Europe. And it was uh, fantastic. Like I said, we usually usually at the start of the season when we see these fixtures, we look at Derry away. We kind of write it off at times. I know it's silly, but we mm. pretty much do. We look at it and think, okay, we're not going to get anything over here. So I was surprised by how critical people were in the first half. Not that I disagreed that it, like we were really labouring at times in the first half, but like it just kind of reminded me of the Waterford game, though. Like we weren't that great in the first half in that one either, but we nicked a winner. And uh, it did have nil-nil written all over. I think I said that myself. But I just felt that it could just be one of those games where we nick one goal. And that's what happened. Dunster made a good point that uh, RTE in their headline, I think, said that Rovers win again to keep the pressure up on Waterford for third. But we're third. <laughs> so they're trying to catch us. So that was weird. Um, on the way home... So 90 minutes came, we got the speaker and we kicked off the rave and then uh, on the way home we crashed a bingo hall. <laughs> Two fat ladies. Do you remember any of this? Yeah, this was hilarious. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you saying, you were like, where are they all going to bingo? Yeah, I just saw people going in there I was like, that's not a garage. <laughs> uh, they didn't know what hit them. It was hilarious. Yeah, uh, no, it was a good trip. Uh, a long trip. Officially... 
My favourite trip. Dairy is officially my favourite trip. You could argue it makes it better because it's long, but I really feel at the end. It's like an eight hour round trip. It depends if you've a couple of cans left you or heat on the way home. Other than that, it's yeah. you're sleeping. That was my last away bus of the season. I'll be in Sligo, so that was a good. One. Uh yeah, so that was that. Um any stats prof. Yeah, before I begin my stats, a correction from a few weeks ago. Remember I was saying that when we beat uh Limerick five 0 it's the first time we did it in the league. Since 2002, a couple of people noticed that we'd actually beaten Bray 5-0 a few months earlier. Yeah, we were snared so, on that one. So, yeah, I dropped a clanger on that one. Basically, what happened was I've been saving that stat all year. Profit. Yeah, I've been saving it all year that it was the first time in 16 years. And then the Bray one happened. And then I forgot to use the stat. And then the Limer came, came, game came around. I just forgot Bray happened. So, mm. there you go. I'm human after all. <laughs> stat machine. So... Um, yeah, so our last 11 games, 9 wins and a draw, only 2 goals conceded. And it's only the second time ever that we beat Derry 3 times in the league season. The other time was the 97-98 season where we had a clean sweep. 97-98. And 10 points overall, that's a record. Most points we ever got against Derry in the season. Wow. First time since 2009 that we even avoided defeat at the Brandywell twice in one campaign. We had a serious hoodoo over them for a while, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's our stats from the prof. We'll move on to the Rovers Player of the Month for September, and it was Sean Cavanagh. So what did you think of that? Uh, He's definitely improved recently. I think he's getting more involved in the the attacking play. I think there was was times a month or two ago where I was wondering, like, why is he not getting past the halfway line there? He's obviously a solid left-back. And ideally, we'd have Trevor Clark left-back and Cavo in front of him, but... So he's filling in for Clark, really, isn't he? Yeah, that's all. That's that's all it is, and ho- hopefully, um, he keeps he keeps continuing to blossom. And uh, he's I asked Jaden, he was doing his Player of the Year for the Junior Hoops. He said Sean Cavanaugh was his Player of the Year. So um, I wouldn't agree with it now. But <laughs> that's hence the awkward silence there for me. <laughs> so um, another news: we Bucko sacked. No, well, not sacked. What a step down, really, wasn't it? Sacked is a bit harsh. All I right. think he stepped down. I think he, he was old a few quid and he, took, and he got it in the end. But um, I thought he was there forever. It just seemed like he was never going to go. I suppose the losing 3 1 to Bowles Reserves, that was the last draw. I couldn't tell you where to go. I think who's going to take that job? Is it is it going to be a case of. I don't think Long would take it because Long is at the peak of his career right now. Bit of a sideways move, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's, he's literally at the peak of his career right now. He's in a, he's near, he's in a semi final. That, well, they're not making great moves in the league, but um, yeah. So Bucko, um in, in fairness, a, a lot, of, a lot of clubs would, would would snap your hand off to take Bucko in and, and let him instill that style of football that he, he likes. So uh, he could drop down the fourth division even. But um, uh, yeah, so we move on to the Rovers AGM, which kicked off, and um, Stephen Bradley and Steve McPhail were in the UK at the weekend looking at players apparently, and that was the reason for them not attending. The AGM. And the reason given for not playing in our fiber side. Yeah, more importantly. What was Duffer's excuse though? <laughs> he was in Limerick with his 15s, who I think won 5 0. So, um, good result for the Leds. And uh, the board were also re elected at the AGM. The minutes should be available soon enough. And um, I didn't get to it myself. I was busy organising the Tifties tournament. 
But uh, got some snippets from some certain people, and they, I think I think it was positive enough. Uh, we confirmed that Gavin Bazunu is going to Man City next summer. There'll be a press release about it today, and the fee is more than the papers are reporting. It's the biggest ever league of Ireland transfer, and there are significant add-ons. Yeah, so, that was probably the biggest news coming out. Of great stuff, yeah. Delighted yeah, to hear that. And uh, I'm not sure. Like I said, we weren't at the AGM, but we will get the minutes and we'll. we'll get a rundown of what really happened what really said so um, we won't get into the finances won't get into that it's not for public consumption here and but there were plenty of details on how I paying back the loan etc so all, all in all um, it was a an eventful day I think we got the breakfast baps anyway we were happy with that did you get a bap? no, no I didn't get it myself too busy dishing them out Um. Yeah, so um, a lot of blame of how our season has gone was put to the goalkeepers and it was mentioned that we had hoped to have Alan Manis in the start of the season. So uh, all these little bits of information were all really good. Kind of puts a different shine on certain situations that happened throughout the season. So um, yeah, so that's it for the AGM. And uh, we're going to move on now. And we have Nick Clark and he is in the members corner. Okay, here with uh, Nick Clark from Members Corner. So, Nick, how long are you a member and why did you decide to become one? Okay, well, I'm a bit of a newbie to the membership thing. Carl, I only became a member this season for the first time. So, um, why did I become one? There's a couple of reasons. One was I wanted to support the club um, in a meaningful sense and I thought the few extra bob might help. The second thing, Carl, is entirely selfish. It was the, it was the car parking availability really kind of swung it for me because I live in County Kildare, so I'm an hour away from Tala for every game and um, having a car parking space close by is kind of handy so that kind of swung it for me and I suppose the third thing is um, the social aspect of it that you know to get into the into the um, Glamour suite although the 1899 is kind of taken over from that completely so that, that they'd be the three reasons Carl why I became a member and generally speaking why do you think fans owning the club is the way to go um it's all about engagement and getting people in and getting them in for life really and I know membership is expensive and that's a subject of debate on, on your podcast and other places as well is it too expensive so it does kind of exclude I guess um, maybe younger fans getting involved but I kind of think that the way I, I, I would support the membership fee structure the way it is because um, it, I think you become a fan of a club because of your family or because of your friends so if your dad becomes a member the chances are you're going to become a member and in terms of the ownership of the club it's definitely the way to go forward because as I said at the beginning it's about, it's about engagement and it's about being an active um, participant in the club in a, in a voluntary sense as well as in a financial sense and I think it all dovetails nicely I think lowering the price has been the most common theme so far from the interviews that have built uh, members corner but I think there's any ways you can improve uh, members numbers at the moment um, well, they're not high enough, is my understanding. I think it, I think it's still below 400, and that's that's not great. So it, I think the club would need to have a look at some kind of a structure, whether it's a full price membership gets you a 25% discount off a second membership or some, something like that. I think that might be one way to go, but I do understand that that might cause difficulties in terms of voting rights and the rest of it. So anyway, um, it needs to increase. Um, I think the membership does because unfortunately as people join other people kind of fall off and I think it's kind of plateaued a bit so um, maybe some, some I know John Connolly in one of your earlier podcasts was um, was talking about family membership and that again if you can get around the voting rights issue I think that might be one way to do it yeah I think it's a possibility 
If we did get back up to 400 or over, would you ever cap it at a certain number? No, I wouldn't cap. Um, yeah, if we get to 10,000 members or something, you might have to because of the sheer, sheer um, capacity of the crowd of the ground when the fourth stand is built. But no, no, I, would, I, I wouldn't cap. I think um, the more people that, that can get involved, the better. And what would you say to a fan to convince them to become a member, him or her? Well, the first thing is, can you afford it? Right? I mean, you know, on, on one level, to, to cough up 600 quid is, is a lot, but you, you, but it can be done monthly, which kind of kind of takes it down. If you can't afford it, don't consider it. Don't go beggaring yourself for the sake of a membership. Um, if you can't afford it, I would really encourage everybody to do it, particularly the younger guys. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 50s, you know, but... It, for, for younger people to get involved and to get real ownership of their club I think it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity it really is a fantastic opportunity and it's not something which presents itself to many other sporting organisations in this country so I, th- I would really welcome it and, and I'd encourage everybody to do it so You only became a member this season but yeah. how did you actually begin following Rovers in the first place? What year was that? Do you remember the first game? I think I remember the first game it was in the 70s and um, my grandfather used to take me around to lots of uh, football matches in Dublin so I used to go to Richmond Park I used to go to Dalymount Tolka and Milltown now I lived in Ballantyre so Milltown was kind of closest so that's why I guess I ended up at Rovers my, my grandfather didn't support anybody but just like football so we took me to all these matches and I have a recollection of in Sean Thomas's era as a manager so, or Mr Thomas as he was known to people I think it was a match against Finn Harps and I believe we won the game 1-0 it's the first Rovers game we went to and um, I'm guessing it must have been 73 or 74 or something like that. So I'll have, if only I knew a good statistician or somebody who could go and have a look through the record books and they could, they could tell me if my memory is right. We'll see if we know one. But yeah. uh, Robert's fans might have noticed uh, some Heritage Trust displays recently, particularly the Balls game. Apparently you're the brains behind that. So tell us how that, that all came about. Well, I'm not the brains behind it, certainly not. But um, Mark Lynch gave me a call and asked would I be interested in um, doing a bit of work on the, on the Heritage Trust trying try to resurrect it and I was delighted to be asked so basically it's myself and Mark Lynch and Robert Goggins who you'd know very well and my son Hugo who comes to all the games with me and um, basically all we're doing at the moment is just cataloguing what we have because until we know what we have we don't know what we have right so um, um, we're just cataloguing everything whether it be cups or um, pennants or what I'm head, neck and heels into at the moment is programmes and if I ever see another f- football programme in my life it'll be too soon so um, we're just cataloguing them, photographing them, not the programmes I hasten to add, we photographed everything else and cleaned it up and um, I think it's, a, and it's another way of showing the younger people involved our, our club has a history and the history isn't just Tala you know um, obviously Tala is a fantastic resource and we're very lucky to have it but our history goes back way way beyond that and I think it's just a, an opportunity for people to see that we are the football club in Ireland you know and we should be very very proud of our past and that's why I try to do a little bit for the Heritage Trust Do you have a 2018 season highlight? Um, yeah it was a match I wasn't at, which was one of the two games I haven't been to this season, which was winning away at Dundalk. So, um, Same myself, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a sickener. For games I was at, without a shadow of a doubt, the season highlight on the pitch would be the um, the performance away in, in AIK in Stockholm. It was, it was magnificent, and but for the bounce of a ball, we, we, we could have gone a bit further in that tournament. Off the field, I'd say the highlight has been the development of the 1899 um, as a uh, as a social get-together and place before 
for some people during and for some people after the matches. I think it really has Copperfast and Tala as our home. It's not just a, a soulless football ground as other fans would put it, but it's actually our, our home now and I think it's great. I think it's a great development. Do you have a player of the season? I think you'd have to go Lee Grace, I suppose. Um, hasn't been a great season for as we all know, for consistency on the field. But he's probably been the most consistent we have. But I would just add one thing to that, and that is um, Alan Manis' return, I think, is very significant for us. And I know it's something that yourself and Gary have spoken about before on on your uh, podcast. But in the flesh, and I've seen a lot of football, I have never seen a goalkeeper like Alan Manis. When people are one-on-one with a goalkeeper, I back Alan Manis every single time and he's the first goalkeeper in the flesh I've ever seen to actually do that so I think his return is very significant for us and I think in a year and a half two years time we might just realise that was the turning point We have Alan O'Neill coming on the podcast uh, this weekend you would have seen Jodie Byrne as well so I suppose how would you rank the keepers 1, 2, 3 there? I suppose Alan O'Neill would have been um, because I was younger at the time. Alan O'Neill was a great goalkeeper, there's no doubt about it. But 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 goalkeeping has changed, you know. I mean, I might be right in saying I don't think Alan O'Neill wore gloves in, in his early days of keep of being a goalkeeper and look how things have changed now. I'd say um, emotionally probably Alan O'Neill because he's part of a, of, of a team that was very important for me in in, in my youth. But from from a, from a technical skills perspective, I'd say Manus would be, would be ahead. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, so that was Nick Clark and the members' corner, and it's something that's uh, become quite popular now because I was snared at the five-a-side by Paul Fox and Noli O'Brien, who are interested in getting on it as well. So we'll definitely hit the boys and uh, let them talk about why they love being a member. Nice uh, change of gears with Nick too, because the first few people we've had on have all been there from the beginning when the members' club was set up. Nick only started uh, last year. Last year? Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Great to see more people getting involved. And um, and then the social event of the year, Prof. Extravaganza was a couple of hours after the AGM. The Tifties, Fiverside slash Jack Wilson Memorial Cup. And um, expected Toulouse dropped out of Group A and the Shamrock Rollovers <laughs> stepped in. Yeah, I was hoping a uh, special Olympiacos would make a return. Yeah, but, we, want, we no. wanted the pathetic old Madrid. <laughs> yeah, neither of us actually played. Uh, I was assistant manager, inspiring the troops on the sideline. Yeah, and, and tell you what, we got we got ourselves through to um, we got to the quarters. But the Brooker boys top Group A with three wins out of three. Carl Paul Turner's Barmy Army in second. Just two of your brothers in law in, yeah. in that Brooker boys team. They were uh, they were a smashing team. Yeah, they were excellent. Eventual winners. And um our group, the junior hoops, they won every game, including a six four win over the Tifties, but uh we will definitely be reviewing the video evidence mm. and after analysing it to death we have expunged that result as they have uh, they were playing um, a suspended player so quite similar to the Rovers 15s against Kevin's Reesley so uh, that result has been expunged and sorry lads uh, yeah we're just going to have to move on and listen cheats or cheats remain cheats that's just the way they are you know <laughs> yeah we lost Andy Moyder up front he, did, he didn't play we, we ended up replacing him with Gary McCabe and then he pulled out yeah so all we had I say all we had was Pat Flynn and Keith Fahey how good in, was Keith Fahey in the group because oh, he was excellent Scored, I think he joy. scored like 90% of our scored goals. scored four goals in one game. <laughs> he was unbelievable. But you know what? The, a lot of people were saying that I was trying to bring ringers in and things like that. It, 
I always just wanted players. I wanted to get as many ex-pros in as possible as regards to Rovers and, and people that would have been regarded as good Rovers legends because I, I just wanted the fans to be able to play with them, mingle with them and then have a good day. And that was the mm. case because um, Steve Barrett, mm. there, was a, there was a great bit of play out wide from, I think it was uh, Key Fighty and Key Fighty squared it for Steve Barrett and he was still a good bit outside the box. He stroked it home into the top corner and it was a, it was fantastic and he wouldn't shoot up but afterwards Come he was on, just, for errors yeah in the he was just like oh yeah Keith he's out wide he swung it in I was like yeah Keith yeah Fats put it on me left and <laughs> he struggled the hard he was delighted he had an assist from Keith Fatty he's playing alongside Flinner and Sully you know that's that's what I wanted yeah. I wanted people to be able to play alongside there well, we only had Sully for one game because he had to make up the numbers with another team in the group stage yeah Jake's I had, right, so can, we lost can him I, for three games can I just say that um they're probably the worst team I've ever seen. So the Liffy Larrys. Actually, on that note, uh, I disagree with your choice for player determined. Oh, yeah? My player determined is a sales of Liffy Larrys goalkeeper. Yeah. Purely on entertainment value alone. Oh. That man gave me great joy. Do you know who else is brilliant? Um, Kieran Long. <laughs> yeah, the long trails. I think he fell more than he was on his feet. Remind me of that old Coventry goalkeeper in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, the, Steve Grizovich. Yeah, Grizovich. What a keeper! Or uh, who else? Who yeah. else wore them? The Hungarian keeper. Come on, give. Oh, what was his name? He wore trousers. Oh, it'll come to me. Hmm. Um, uh, who, 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 he wore trousers as well. I think the only active League of Ireland player that was Marty Marty Waters yeah Marty Marty was a very close runner For if they had got any further yeah. he would have got player of the tournament he again. ran a muck he was brilliant he he had a serious left foot and um, it was just a really good day overall single handedly won the game against us which has now been overturned of course you said your your highlight what was your highlight did you say and my highlight was Conor Foley's goal Scoring against Tommy Kelly. Because initially, Connor was supposed to be backup keeper to Tommy. And then he ends up playing for another team and scoring against him. And he ended up hopping on him. He did some sort of flip, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my my highlight was Pat Flynn taking a ball out of the air, doing some sort of Maradona 7, and then doing a 360 and spinning the ball on his neck. And then it it just, (laughs) for Pat Flynn to do it, it was was amazing. He scored a good goal too. I asked him was it as good as the past one against us. <laughs> and he said no, that was better. I told him to retire on the, at the top. Yeah. And my brother Tomo as well with a scissors kick as well. Oh. I told him, Tomo, just sub yourself off. Retire yeah. at the top. Yeah, Steve's brother Kenny scored a good goal too right before he pulled his hammy. Yeah, the hammy was gone but I tell Had you to what, retire from the it tournament. didn't stop him from doing car, cartwheels in the abo that night. <laughs> um, yeah, so a fantastic day out as, as usual. Um as usual, well, it was uh, as expected. Uh, injuries. We had a poor fella, and he took an awful knock. He. It was like I didn't see it, but Marty Waters was was the culprit and the unfortunate culprit because Marty hasn't got a malicious bone in his body, and he he didn't take it very well. You know, the guy it was a bad injury. He got. I think he got knocked out in the air, so it took the his legs ended up becoming limp, and then he yeah. fell on his back, and he was asthmatic as well. So. Apparently Marty pulled his tongue out. Apparently pulled the tongue out, yeah. And, and there was a ref from another game came over. He was ex-army, so he knew what to do. He was very good. Yeah, it was um, it was a scary situation, I'll be honest. It was, because he wasn't moving no, for a long time. For for about 10 to 15 seconds, there was no response at all. It was. Well, he was talking, and he was able to move. Oh, no, for, one, bump, for, for yeah. about 10, 15 seconds, there was yeah. zilch. It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was terrible. 
I was like Homer going into the bushes. At one stage, I was just like, okay, just gonna look for somewhere. Scale the fence. It's never a good sign, is it, when you're five aside as a when the ambulance call? But we're, he's okay now. Like you've heard from, haven't you? Yeah, no, I I spoke to him on the yeah. phone, and definitely I located he's, his ball as well. He rang a, me. He was like, "Where's my ball?" <laughs> so we got his ball back from. He's a sore head, but he will be okay. Yeah, definitely. I think just a bit of bruising. Um, but as you say, a five aside without at least one death. It's considered a dull affair. Yeah, the uh, the lads played on from anyway, and they were unfortunate against the 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 cheats, the junior cheats, and um, football loves us. They topped Group C as expected with Papua New Guinness as runners up, who gave a very good account of themselves. And Group D Academy A won the group with a hundred percent record, and the Donna the Larrys, uh, two wins was enough to see them through as well. So it was Barney's Larrys, and uh, he he had a great mm. great day out. Apparently Robbo scored a fluky last minute winner against him. Yeah, but he wasn't too happy. But listen, <laughs> he was just delighted to play with his, 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 his idols. And that's all That's all the feedback we got. Was, that's what I was happy with. I was delighted that the fans just got to play with the fan, the play, players that they watched in the terraces growing up. So that was a job done there. And the weather, of course, was fantastic. We got a great day. I actually got sunburned, <laughs> believe it or not. Jesus, our, our subs coming on and off like they were sweltering. Ah, oh, they were yeah. Well, I don't. I'd say that's more to, more than the weather, to be honest. Now, uh, largely part of the largely down to fitness, I think, but yeah. also the weather. Oh, model model specimens, but uh, have you any have you any uh, <coughs> stats from the tournament? Yeah, well, the biggest win of the day was the junior who was beating one puck Pobeck nine nil. Yeah, that was the first game of the, the first group. game of the tournament. It was the first one? Yeah, junior hoops weren't a bunch of seven year olds, <laughs> much to the surprise of some. <laughs> But the, the the meaning behind the one pack pull back, by the way, that's what it said on the scoreboard in Belgrade when we won there. That's what it said on the screen. It's a clear love. And uh, not one draw in the entire tournament, Gar. No draws. Entertainment mm-hmm. City, prof. Basically, like, over half the game's finished 5-2 or 6-4 or 5-3. But uh, I know people thanking me. Can I just stay for the record? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just... Prof was the Excel sheet dude. That's pro- I just kept track of the scores. Gary here arranged everything. He got 16 teams to sign up for this thing in two days. He got sponsors. He got raffle prizes. He got everything. He the, did, all, the did lower, all the work. The lower of bar credit, I think, is what got the 16 <laughs> teams in. And you know what? Yeah. Funnily enough, the winners, none of them drank. <laughs> one, yeah. one of them drank. So. I heard your man saying, yeah, just give us the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, your brother was gas. Uh, Jamar, I think they were... Oh, I think they were out, isn't he? he was shouting at the touchline asking for someone to cover the runner and I think they were like 2-1 up at the time and he just turns to me and looks at the champagne and he goes Carl shake that for me please yeah <laughs> put that on ice and then at one, at one stage he, he wouldn't leave poor Eddie Riley alone the ref he's like Eddie Eddie that's not good enough Eddie Eddie <laughs> giving him up with grief but oh. then the quarterfinals and uh, we had a little break and big shout out to Ray Whelan, who uh, him and his father brought up a big treasure chest of breakfast baps for all the players mid-tournament. And I went down an absolute tree. Um, it was amazing. A uh, quick phone call from Mark Lynch to say they were on their way. So big thanks to him as well. And uh, uh, brown sauce, red sauce, the whole lot. It was fantastic. So big shout out to the guys who helped us out with that. It was a lovely, lovely touch. And the uh, fans and players alike all got stuck into the grub. Gorgeous. And uh, the quarterfinals. 
We had uh, Papua New Guinness. Oh yeah, just on another note as well, can I give a big shout out to the refs who were fantastic dealing with that injury as well. There was Eddie, there was the Glenn Brothers Cup and yeah. uh, they, they were really good. They dealt with it fantastically and um, the the look on Rochi's face when I asked him for the defibrillator, he, he nearly shit himself and it was just a precaution more than that and I should have said that yeah. to him but I just thought I'd let him sweat and he sprinted over with it. But it was needed, it was definitely needed and... Um, yeah, so our quarterfinals we had Papua New Guinness causing an upset by beating the Academy A two one. So a team of uh, Price, Tony O'Dowd, they uh, looked dejected coming off. They couldn't believe that result. Zinedine O'Brien, um, Zinedine Nolly O'Brien. Yeah. Um, Kyle Curran's uh, didn't actually play. I think he was in action for Green Hills that day. I think I think he showed. I think he popped up for a late appearance. Did he? Yeah, I was that, talking to them. I don't think don't, they comprised of. Uh, I think that was Greenhouse Green Park in the Leinster Senior yeah. League. So that was um, that was a fantastic win for them. Dino and Booker on the pitch. So. Dino and Booker on the pitch. Yeah, we football loves us. Beat the Donabey Larrys. Uh, I have to. I will say, Glenn Cronin was excellent throughout. Nobody got anything out of him. He he was exactly <laughs> how he was against us the way all those years. He tormented us in the middle of the park. He was actually excellent. They had a young lad called Sean Quinn as well playing for him. He, he was, was brilliant. brilliant. He was stroking balls around. He was excellent. He was running rings around people. Jose as well. Jose, see how upset Jose gets when he concedes? Yeah. Brilliant to see. Brilliant he to see. He just sort of sulks a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, you could see he's going home. I'd say he watched every hour of that footage from the Rose because they've got, they've got cameras. So I'd say he just zoomed into mm. himself. I was talking to him after as he, he mentioned that they'd no subs in the final, which was a factor for sure. They'd no subs. The guy, the guy was injured. Graham Barrett is, was classy up front, but I think his legs had gone since the semi-finals. Putting it, putting, leaving the foot in as well in the final. He yeah. was, uh, he was booting people. He was indeed. And go down well, and uh, we did a narrow win. The Brooker boys beat us three two in a in a hotly contested mm. game. Bit of a what if moment. Steve Barrett had a chance at the end, Gar. I know. They'd be talking about it for years, just like Aaron Green in Stockholm. <laughs> It was a, it was a, it was a great game, and um, like considering that the Brooker boys goalkeeper didn't use his hands once. Oh yeah, he like the ball be going to the top corner, he'd stretch a leg out. I even said to you, I was like, does he know he can use he, his hands? Oh, you were you were like, yeah, go over and tell him <laughs> he can use his hands. He just whip his leg out of nowhere, and he'd send the ball flying. It was glass. He'd save everything though. It was good. Yeah, he did yeah. really well, and it beats because I think the year before. They had the keeper who would lie down. There was a keeper who would literally just lie down on the line, and like like sprawled out. Was he a large individual? No, no, he wasn't even a large. I think it was it was a I can't remember his name now, but unorthodox goalkeepers to say the least. And then the junior cheats. Uh, they beat Carl Paul Turner's Barmy Army, and that game was interrupted due to an injury. So uh, the semi-finals, football loves us. They beat Papua New Guinness three two in the rematch. And um, yeah, that was a close one. It was a close one. I didn't get to see that one though. I was watching the Brooker boys absolutely hop off the junior hoops. Demolition. A two. A two. Embarrassment of the century. Nearly every goal was in the second half. They just lashed them in at the end. Glenn Dawn, are you listening? <laughs> Eight goals conceded. Pack it in. Just retire. Can I maybe take a couple of weeks off work? You cannot rear your head after that absolute carnage 
in the roadstone. I'm just having a flashback now to the roadstone bar. Me and Glenn Dunn shaking hands, thinking, "Do we have a truce?" And Hell then no. you you've just buried him for Hell the last no. half hour. <laughs> so I meant me, truce with me, but not Gary though. I'm I'm taking over the mantle now. Yeah. Um, and then the final. And the Brooker boys beat football loves us three two. Now it was a it was a two one. It was very close. And then young TZ Mustafa, who was like Carl Cairns, summed them up perfectly. It was like somebody watching. It's like somebody was fast forwarding. Yeah, <laughs> he was so fucking quick. Oh, his feet are so. And do you know quick. what he did? He had this thing where the video once again massive, massive shout out to young Kane Hopkins, who is an extremely talented young guy and is passionate about what he does and what he loves. He is a young videographer and he offered his services at the start of the season to us, which we did not take up. We took up once, but because of we didn't want, I wanted to do a YouTube channel, but if I'm not going to do it 100%, I'm not going to do it at all. And uh, I don't want to half arse it, but he offered us his services and the guy is an absolute wizard when it comes to videography. He edited down a brilliant video. It lasts about a minute and a half and we put it up already. I watched it. Yeah. It was top class and it showed... Uh, all the, the the skills and the goals of the tournament, and it really was a fantastic bit of work. And he definitely had, captured the day, actually. Yeah, yeah. And if he has, um, if anybody wants the full final, who played in it, I can email it on to you because he gave me that as well. So he has the full final there. And uh, yeah, young TZ, he had this thing where he just draws people in, skins them, <laughs> comes in from the left or the right, and then he seemed to be he rounded the keeper two or three times in the whole tournament, which is impressive. Yeah. So uh, he 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 was our player of the tournament. He was excellent, and the the final end of three two. Well, well, you're when you're watching Marty Waters, you're like, okay, he's extremely sharp. He's clearly sharp is what you call Marty. Yeah, great he's show. clearly a League of Ireland player. You watch Keith Fahey, and it's like, right, he was a very accomplished league player. Did you back see? In the did day. you see you the watch, shot? You watch Teasy though. You're like, why is he not playing a high level? Where where why where has he been? Like he's. Do you know what? I'll tell you why. He's he's a boyo. He's a lad. He he likes he likes. Was he with Cabo and Manford or something? He was with uh, Atlone. He was with I think Waterford wanted to sign him at the start of the season, but they took in some players from abroad. Um, th- this this guy has serious potential. Same with a few lads on that Booker Boys team. Some excellent excellent players that made. They're all top Leinster senior league players. I reckon if you gave them a chance, they take it and they play well in league world. It's just all about getting that chance, isn't it? Persuading the manager to give you that chance to take a take a punt on you. But they were they were fantastic, um, young like I said, young Sean Quinn playing for Moctis as well. He could make that yeah. step up easily, and um, it was it, it was absolutely fantastic day. I, I, that was a great. Day. I cannot wait for this next season. I have a couple of more ideas now. To I I think somebody made the point of having a designated legend in each team, which I I don't think is the case. I know it, it sounds like a good idea, but I think that would that would whittle down the amount of players that we could probably bring in as well because like the Academy A was full of ex-rovers that's what I want I want to keep that again because they didn't dominate it by any like strips. Yeah. They, they didn't dominate at all so we could have them again in again I'll, I'll, I'd say Fats will come back again he had a ball um, get all these players back and, and if it comes down to it we can just throw them onto a team or something like that but it definitely definitely added to the occasion of the day that they got to play but like mm. every time Sully got the ball I was just saying do it Shoot, shoot, shoot! The hero of Belgrade. Anytime Flinner's chasing anybody's down, he goes red mist, Flint, red mist. Put him in the stand. Put him in the stand. If there is a stand, absolute cracker of a day. Yo. Most common question that I got was, will there be one next year? And 
Hell yeah. Absolutely. Possibly change of month because the Pride of Rings end. Like I said, this was all inspired by the Pride of Rings end. It was such a good day out that was. And it was a big shout out to Ed Saul who has helped me every step of the way. I hassled him, I think, at least every couple of days just about what to do with the running of it. So people are saying it was organised well. That is a lot down to Ed Saul and all his tips and hints and Joe's as well. Joe's gave us a big dig out. So... Big shout out to all the anyone who helped us out with our sponsors. There was Explosive Fitness and Crumlin. They gave us a voucher. Uh, that's Big Joe Born. Joe the Buddy Born. He's uh, he look after you. if you want to go down there. There's Kickstart Fitness. There was Offbeat Donuts. There was um, Charlie's Barbers. There was so many people willing to help us out. Rovers helped us out. Siobhan was great with with helping out and giving me tips as well. It was just everybody was so so welcome. And Anthony O'Connor sponsored a riff. His young lad was down in Limerick playing on uh, the 15th with their 5-0 win. So we just want to say thanks to everybody who helped out make the make the gray and make the day great. And thanks to Sean O'Feeker who gave out when I bought my point. <laughs> uh, One of the others came over to me before I started just to confirm that only two get out of the group. And that the third place team has no chance with that. Yeah, they it's were like, also good, so it's over then, so we can go. And um, yeah, so uh, massive shout out to anyone. And Johnny Blue as well. Johnny Blue gets a shout out as well for absolutely harassing people to buy for, uh, raffle tickets. And um, the food was gorgeous. It, was, it really was. It was like clockwork. It went, it went really well. And then the Avo afterwards was. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We had uh, so the final three too. Great final. And like I said, anybody wants it, let me know and I can email you the full 15 minute video. Courtesy of a young maestro, Kane Hopkins, who is uh, blazing the trail. It was fantastic, and he's really enthusiastic about what he loves, and so it's, it's really refreshing to see. So uh, he's dragged his poor sister along for the day as well, Roisin. And we James Lowe, Gorgonzola, uh, Wensleydale Hoops. Uh, what, else, what other cheeses are we can think of? Uh, highlight of the day was getting smashed by Paggio Flynn. I can now say I have something in common with Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> And uh, Dunster said this. He said he beat Tony O'Dowd with a wicked curling effort from 20 yards that went in, went in off the post and then five minutes later ended up flat on his face after scoring an OG. <laughs> love, then, love it. Them's the breaks, he says. Oh, love it. And Pat Tuhi said he'd only retired on the Monday and here he was playing, Neil Fenn style. Yeah, you think he probably should have stayed retired <laughs> after that performance. Well, Glenn Dunn probably re-retired him after that tackle. Yeah, he, he absolutely power bombed him, didn't he? His shoulders actually quite sorry. He's looking for compensation. Um, yeah. So the bar afterwards and the DJ, the bar was in full swing. I don't. I think there was only maybe twenty or thirty people watching watching the final. Everybody was in drinking points, which is what we wanted. And uh, the Wilson family came out in force as well. So big thank you to all the Wilsons who showed up. Gary actually stood up in a room from the people and said the following: "Mrs. Wilson." Would you like to pull it? <laughs> that got a good response. <laughs> now, in fairness, that was totally, totally by accident. <laughs> she took it in good. It was good natured. Nothing, nothing meant. Nothing at all, at all meant by that. It was just the way, the way it was felt. And the Wilsons won a couple of raffle prizes as well, which to screams of fix. But um, the bar was, it was hopping afterwards. I was talking to the barman. I said, to him, "What's the story? What time do you usually close it?" He says, "We're usually at home by nine and we were we were absolutely milling the points. They ran out of uh, Archer's Thieves. They they it was it was a great occasion, and everybody was absolutely smashing the points around. Well, we keep talking about Rollstone and the points. Yes, yeah. finally had them. 
and the the uh, the this is England eighties bar with fucking Woody. I expected him to walk through the door, and um, it was real old school bar. I have to say, I, I I liked it in fairness. But like we said, TZ Mustafa got player of the tournament, and his uh, fast forward fee. He was fantastic throughout, and uh, it was on. Um, it was, it was. I was on the fence just before he had that bit of magic in the final because it could have been Glenn Cronin, it could have been Young Sean Quinn, and uh, it could have been Blair as well. Blair had a fantastic tournament. Or Marty Waters. Or Marty Waters. Or uh, Jamar as well. Like there were some really good players throughout the whole tournament. They were consistent, and um, Jamar Mandiango, he plays for these are my brothers-in-law. I was getting told it was a fix as well. He plays for <laughs> Bluebell. He had a great tournament. Blair plays for Cronin. He had a, he had a fantastic tournament. So some some really good players there. Um, the yeah, so that was it. Like I said, we just want to thank everybody for showing up. Anybody who gave us a hand, or uh, any, any way in any way possible, like we, we just want to thank everybody for for helping us out. And it was a it was a fantastic day, and I look forward to already uh, next year already. So um, oh yeah, um, yeah. So uh, congratulations to our under 19s team who became Southern Section champions. They drew one all at home to UCD a couple of weeks ago. Dean Williams on the score sheet as usual, and B Cole Ramblers four one away on a Sunday afternoon. Manny Lawal, Sean Callandy and Williams and Ads O'Connor were the scorers. And two weeks ago, the under-17s lost 1-0 in Wexford and Jordan Talon scored a late winner for them against Cabin Tilly on Friday night. Stay top of the table. They won two in a row. So with Danilo Bogdanov and giving them the lead before Cabo equalised. You're allowed to breathe between <sighs> words there. <laughs> yeah, Gavin Bazuna was in goal for that uh, 17s win against uh, Cabo. And it was on the 7th anniversary of Stephen Rice's goal at Whitehead Lane. Happy Rice Day. Yeah. And it's a playoff weekend for the under-19s and 17s this weekend at Tallis Stadium. I'm probably going to make it be goal to get down to these and have a sports-filled weekend with McGregor fighting on the Saturday night or the Sunday morning with Jordan. Um, yeah, so we have the under-17s quarter-final versus Dundalk on Saturday at 2pm. Fantastic time. Hopefully get a bit of weather for it and it's a 2 o'clock kickoff. And the under-19s quarter-final versus Sligo on Sunday also at 2pm. So I'll definitely pick one of them up. And uh, Glenmore Suite open on both days. Loads of pints and free parking, free admission. Come and support the Young Hoops playoff weekend. Playoffs. And um, the 15s were beaten 1-0 by Bowles for the second time in a week at Rollstone. But Rovers will be awarded the points for one of those games because Bowles, the silly boys, fielded an eligible player. And uh, that result was expunged. That's uh, probably the only time I'm ever going to say that twice on the podcast. <laughs> um Annulled. Uh, annulled, yeah. So that was that one done because they failed an eligible player, which is a schoolboy error. <laughs> you like that? Schoolboy error? Because they are schoolboys. Yeah, so they won 5 0 against Limerick in Ratban on Saturday, and Duffer's boys walked through, strutted through like McGregor, uh, dropping shapes everywhere. So Kyle O'Connor, Rolando, Banya. Connor Noonan, Adam Wells and Sinclair Armstrong with the goals. So, uh, fantastic stuff for the boys. Yeah, so the final series of the games in the 15s, they'll be played next weekend. So, Rowers are home to Finn Harps. Ooh. So, Rowers and Bowles now have 10 points each. And so, Rowers playing Harps. So, Harps have to win the qualifier for semi-finals, but a draw would do Rowers. A draw would do us. So, um, that's uh, great stuff. We had uh, finally done the 15th Cup semi-final against St. Pat's. A rearranged game is on Wednesday night at Rollstone. So, you'll already know the result when you are listening to this. 
And uh, the Earl under 17s beat Turkey twice in one week at Tallis Stadium. And Keane Kelly scored one of the goals. Clubmates Gavin Bazunu, Alex Stone, James Furlong all played as well. Some fantastic yeah. stuff from the Roadstone project and all our under 17s getting caps. Fantastic stuff to see. And Luke Turner as well, our former player now with Aberdeen played in that game. Yep, so that was five of our uh, of our hoops. And the Ashfield College continues. You know, we have three players uh, going to school now. Yep. So now Alex Dunn has started and possibly another four are going to go next year. Alex Dunn is one of our shining lights, isn't he? he re- they really, really do rate him. Duffer wouldn't shut up about him last year at the, the Player of the Year Awards. Do you know who he is now? Yeah, I think I do, yeah. Smart. Smart, aren't you, Prof? Aren't you just so smart, Prof? Yeah. Fucking prick. <laughs> uh, the Rovers MPT team travelled to Oriel Park on Saturday to complete a cup to complete a cup double in their inaugural season, beating balls in the final thanks to a Kevin O'Rourke goal, adding to the IAFA Fife's Cup to the Manorfield Cup they won earlier this year. And they had started the struggle at the start of the season, hadn't they? Yeah, they did a very poor start. But, but they came up trumps in the end. Excellent finish. Excellent, excellent finish by the lads. And a Dean Dillon brace for Longford in the last game of the regular season as well. So good to see him getting on the score sheet and uh, banging in the goals. So um, the Sun linked us to Lee Desmond, which means that is never going to happen. Anything the Sun does. I was a sure sign that he's going to sign a new contract with Pats. 100%, yeah. So if if the Sun says anything, just think the absolute <clears> opposite. <throat> and then it's probably going to be true. And so, then when late October, early November comes around... And the sun says we have seven targets. Read them, and maybe three of them will come true. Yeah, I think they looked. I think they they see they're viewed through uh, black and red tinted glasses. The old sun, and uh, uh, so according to this, to them, the Saint Mirren manager Arlen Kearney is interested in Joel Cousteau <laughs> and former Raid Rovers. So um, that was surprising. Yeah, that was surprising. It really was. I, I, I didn't know it came from left field. So. Um, and then we had uh, UCD centre-back William Scales as a player worth looking at. Weighing up his options, is he? <laughs> so we have two quizzes now. Spoiling you. Pleading brats. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that is... Uh, we have Quifties coming up from the boys. Yeah, a couple of people uh, felt that the questions we asked... And Manus were a bit too easy. But uh, people forget that, they're quick to forget that uh, most of the squad get these so-called easy questions wrong. Especially the geography and film ones. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, tougher questions this week. Shout out to Czechoslovakia, still and, being yeah. around. Tougher question this week. And remember, it's all about beating your opponents and it's all random. Uh-huh. So even if they're all easy or all difficult, whatever. It's about who wins. And uh, so, yeah, so the first one you'll hear is... Uh, Lee Grace versus Dan Kerr. I didn't do the intro. So we did the, the coin toss. And that's three times now, the coin toss winner. Let the other person go first. Always go first. Yeah, so Dan, let Lee go first. So you hear them first, and then Davy Mack versus Luke Brown. Okay, first question. Who sang at the opening ceremony of this year's World Cup? Robbie Williams. Oh. Yep. He's off, he's off already. Who is currently the longest serving English Premier League manager? Eddie Ha? Yep. That's a, that's a hell of an answer. Okay, Lee. Okay. 
Uh, who's Croatia's all-time top goal scorer? Manzukic. No, Davar Suker. Oh, I was going to say that. 15 second time loop, by the way. No, Vara, would you have got that? No. <laughs> what was the answer? Daniel Zukar. Davar Suker. Yeah. What a player. I don't even know who he is. Up to including this World Cup, which English player has scored the most goals at the World Cup finals? All, all, all around, total. So, pass as well, players? Hmm? Pass players as well? Yeah, pass as well. Um, I'm going to go. Gary Lineker? Yeah. 2-1 <laughs> <laughs> oh. 2-1, yeah. Okay, top. Come on. The hand of God took place in a game between which two teams? That's taking the piss. Argentina and England. That is taking yeah. the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Was that random? You could, you could have picked this. Yeah, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, this uh, who did Rovers play in their first home league game this season? In their first home? Home league game. Dundalk? Yeah. Come on! Uh, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember that one myself. That's why I asked That was my home game. Uh, who is currently top scorer in the French league? I'll say that one, isn't it? Neymar. Yep. Is he? I want to say Cavani. Oh, I was going to say Mbappe. Oh yeah. Shit. Danny. Oh, this is no. This one. Let me go this one. Who was nicknamed the Divine Ponytail? I've, I've someone in mind, but the Divine Ponytail. I'm going to have a guess here. Uh, Five seconds. Cavani. No, Roberto Baggio. Oh, I would never have got it. I would have said Andy Carroll. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this one. Shit. <clears throat> uh, who holds the record as being the most expensive goalkeeper? Alison. No, Kepa. It was, it was beaten oh, recently. Oh, Kepa. By Kepa, yeah. yeah. Oh, I should have told him that. Broken twice in one summer, record. Possibly a tricky one here. Name three clubs Rivaldo has played for. Um, Barcelona, AC Milan, and he went to Turkey, so I'm guessing it's Galatasaray. No, I don't know if he went to Turkey. Um, Give you one more go. Uh, three seconds, one second. Barcelona. Uh, uh, it, 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 PSV. No, Deportivo, Palmeiras, Olympiacos, AK Athens. Never would have got any of those. It's three all of it, is it? Yeah, a Jordan. Yeah, so we're on to non-football now. Right, it's my goal, is it? Yeah, your goal. Shit, this is tight. <clears throat> uh, in Japanese, what is the word for goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know this. Pass. Oh, yeah. no. Sayonara. Oh, sayonara. Goodbye, Sam. Ah, oh, that's been in a song as well. That's a really hard question, by the way. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Danny, how many degrees are there in a circle? One. None. 360. 
Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, shit. I didn't know you meant that. I thought you meant like... Love that. Like, oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Thank hey, you. Edit that out, yeah? <laughs> no. Start off. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, Lee, spell the word. Hold a balloon. H-U-L- B A L O O No H U L L A B A L Double O Okay now that's a tough uh, question that Who's next Dan next Wanna read? Hello you alright? Sorry man I'm running late lads Sorry Dark man 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 Dark in 1986. Moscow? No, uh, I think it's Ukrainian. Oh, 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 oh. Ukraine or, or Russian, either way you could change your answer. Oh, you can't. He said Moscow. He said Moscow? Yeah. Well, that's is it Russian though? No, because back in those days, Yugoslavia, and it was broken up into four countries. I mean, is that in Moscow? Hold on, hold on. We'll have to, we'll have to double check this because... Oh, controversy, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I think it could, could be in Ukraine. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. not got none of these. <laughs> <laughs> so then this like, well, at least it's a mad question. Though. <clears throat> I haven't got any general knowledge right, so very good. You're on, you said Moscow. Yeah. I would have said Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Shit, yeah. Yeah, let's rephrase the question. Why? Because it's not Russian. Okay. Right, so which Ukrainian town suffered an infamous nuclear disaster in 1986? Yeah, he told me Gnome. Yeah, I think a different question. <laughs> <laughs> right, the capital one I didn't use. Was it Gnome? Chernobyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got this. I'm not, am I? <laughs> 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 right, we've got a different one. Okay. Uh, what Bogota is the capital of which country? Bogota. <laughs> uh, Bogota. What does it sound like? Four seconds. Uh, Mali. No, Mali. <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> Bogota. Well done. Back to me, is it? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Ciroc vodka is a product of which country? Russia. No, France. What is that? Russia. Yeah. We're all here, by the way. I haven't what got any non-football rights. We haven't got any of these right, Dan. I thought this was going to be close. <laughs> <laughs> Name the three primary colours. Mm. Blue. That's one. Yellow. Yeah, that's another. Red? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they were, were they all guests? <laughs> yeah, they were oh. all guests. <laughs> I just went for light colours. Ah, come on. 4-3, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's oh, come on. Be nice to me now, be nice to me. <laughs> Which Marvel superhero, also known as Steve Rogers, made his first appearance in March 1941? The Hulk? No. The Hulk is a well. Captain America. I never would have got that. Right. Dan. Come on. Which sea creature has three hearts? Real life one. Yeah, real one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, let's go big one, a well. Now, octopus. Three art. I never knew that. <sighs> I need this. <laughs> Still in it. Which of these celebrities are still alive? Dick Van Dyke, Vern Troyer, or Michael Clark Duncan? Michael Clark Duncan. No, it's uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yes! Talk me that, Albert. Damn true. Yeah. Yeah, you punch well on your way. That's yeah. a tough question. What are you as well ask anyway? They were tough questions. They were ridiculous. Uh, what makes Ocean 8 most different from the other films in the Ocean's Heist franchise? Oh, it's in a different country. Everyone involved is a woman. A woman. Oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen one. Glory to you, Dan. Would have been a tiebreaker, Dan. Great game. Great standards. Great standards. Dan's just what? Cheers, bud. Is this is this recording now? Yeah. Just before we start, can I just put on record an official complaint about Lukey's participation in the competition? I think it's a disgrace. He's already had one life. He's gone. He's like a cat. So listen. I was five and out last year. That got me in the back door this year, so just worry about yourself. Lukey's found in the back door. That's on record. Right, so we're back at Rosedown for the quarterfinals. Our questions from the East End Cup, and uh, we have two lads who are on the shelf at the moment. So unfortunately, their season over. That doesn't stop them from winning our quiz trophy. So they're only two away from the final. And we have the defending champ, Lukey Bourne, Ooh. winner of the Lucky Loser playoff, taking on Davy McAllister. Yay. So the, win the, win <laughs> the winner goes on versus Alamanis in the semis. So remember, we're being strict with the time limits here. The prop is going to pull you up. It's 15 seconds and uh, about taking your first answer. So Dave, you learned the hard way last time, and we have to introduce you to our new format. So it's a fairer system now, so no whinging. We've printed out a bunch of football and non-football questions and torn them over so you can't see them. And the guys will point them out, so you just want to pick one up, and then uh, we'll ask you. So you're choosing your own fate. So going, Prof is going to flip a coin here, That's and the winner pressure. can decide if he wants. Oh, we're going to get Sean Boyd, make oh, it even yeah. fairer. Yeah. So call it. So flip a coin. Oh yeah, let you call. Yeah, you pick first. Sorry, favoritism. There you go. So who goes first? Does he get to pick who goes first? Yeah, yeah Luke, he gets to pick. Dave, you go first. Oh, <laughs> and do you want football or, or non-football first? So we're going to do football all the football first, or all the non-football first, which football you want. Football. Right, you got two choices. Statistically, the team like. that goes forced in the penalty shootout on sixty percent of the time. Oh, they yeah, could have yeah. you could have surrounded an advantage, yeah. Lucy. Oh, so football. So these are football. So Davy, point to one, Davy, and then I will do the rest. Look at him reading through the paper. Right, <laughs> okay. so Davy's made a choice. Thank you. What? <laughs> no, you picked that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> In what year did Bowles last win a major trophy? 2009. Did you hear what he just said before he picked it up? Oh, he says, I know you picked it, and he goes, because I can see 2009. No, I didn't say that. You're on, you're on I said, record. Don't be annoying. You're on record. Yeah, Everyone will listen to this. Everyone will listen to this. Everyone will listen to this. Don't be annoying. And here you say that. Am I picking? Right. All right, go. go. Davis won the look. All right, Dave. Cheers, Shannon. I lost counter. So these are the football ones, yeah? Yeah. So Lukey, for a team finishing third or fourth in the League of Ireland Force Division, how many playoff games would it take to win promotion? Six. Yeah, six is well right. done. Ooh. That's a great answer. Because we've talked about it so much. It's a flawed system, I think. Uh, who did Brian Law succeed as Rovers manager? 
Stephen Kenny. Yeah. Didn't think he'd get that. I don't think. Yeah. Luke. <laughs> Which team are currently bottom of the Premier League? Ah, oh, for God's sake. Right. Oh my! No, it's not the uh, Premier League. Premier League. No, no we're in the Premier no, Division. No, the, no, the first the Premiership. Hang on, the Premier League. We're the Premier Division. We're the Premier Division. The Premiership is England. We're the Premier Division. It's the Premiership. Right, go. We'll give it. Let you have a go. Yeah, you let him have a go. Let him have a go. English Premier League. It's English Premier League. Huddersfield Town. Yeah. It is. You know what's the Premiership? The Premiership. Oh, we had to clarify. It's the English League. Premier League. That's what it's called. Go, David. Yeah, me too. Me too, Sean. Davey already has a stick to beat us with. Yeah. He's always on for way out this fella. Come on, Dave, you're gonna have to speed you up. You're trying to read through the paper, I can tell. She is. just Who's the new manager of St. Mirren? St. Mirren. Um, Do you know what I've got the general moment here. This is Five seconds. Five seconds, Dave. Oren Kearney. Did you know that? Yeah, he's. Kenny Shields, son of a Lukey Gover. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Lukey, who lost our opening game of the World Cup for the first time since 1982? Germany. Germany's right. Yeah, well done. Maybe. Which Rovers player scored the last goal of his career at the Brandywell in 2016? Ha <laughs> Yeah, come on. What? The legend. Yeah. Stevie Mack. Yeah. I'd actually like to claim that goal as well. It was a free kick. kick. How do you claim a free kick? He crossed it and I got a touch on it. Harry Kane. Any great struggle. Yeah, Harry Kane. Lukey Bourne. What a game that was. Ronaldo scored his first goals for Juve last weekend against which club? Two weeks ago now at this stage. Tough. Oof. Shot in the dark here. Tough one. Time's running out. Five Five seconds. seconds. No, it's Sassuolo. No. Davy Mack. Which Argentinian clubs are involved in the derby known as the Super Classico? Uh, you definitely some wouldn't you? Um, One of my favourite derbies. On recently. Boca Juniors and Stop me if I'm wrong. Already that. Oh, oh, come on, Davy. River. River Plate! Oh, hold on, how do we do it? No, I ran out of time. He was running out, he ran out, yeah. yeah Luke said the answer now. Right, and uh, yeah, it was 2 0. River beat them in the chocolate box. And uh, Luki, in this year's World Cup, by what method did Japan qualify from their group ahead of Senegal? Uh, Les Bookins. Oh, Luki Born. He's yeah. on flames. Well, we're one down for into the general knowledge. Yeah. 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 Dave, you'd take that. You'd have taken that. I would have taken it. You would have taken it. Yeah, yeah. Crunch time now. Still right. two so debatable ones. Goes there. Back to <laughs> two debatable ones. Two? Goes back yeah. to Davey, yeah. You're a right one. Yeah, that was good. Right, Davey, go ahead. We're on to general knowledge now. This one here. Yeah. What's the capital of Nigeria? Lagos. <laughs> no. Oh. It's a Did tricky one. Niger, is no, it? No, I would have said Abuja. Lagos. Abuja. Well. What's your voice? Yeah. I thought you'd thought Go you ahead, Luggy. Like. Yeah. I just know Lagos as a city in Nigeria. Is it a city in Nigeria? Who wrote Sinead O'Connor's hit song? 
Nothing compares to you. You should know this. Bollocks, I know this. You got the options, No, 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 come on. No, their options are there, so. Who's uh, the options? Sinead O'Connor, Prince, or Shane McGowan? Shane McGowan. Yes, Prince. Prince. Well done, Dave. I was going to say Paul Bone. I was going to say Paul Bone as well. I was going to. Luke's dad. Go ahead, Lukey. That's me, isn't it? Oh, Davey. Davey. Yeah, yeah. So we're even, are we? No. You're on. I think we're one ahead. You're yeah. one still one up. We got both got that. What country is oh, the yeah. animal the bandicoot native to? Crash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what country? Bandicoot. I'm trying to think of the game. Could be four four seconds. Seconds. Madagascar. No. Australia. Yeah, I was trying to say Australia. Go ahead, baby. No questions here. In Father Ted, what character says, oh, I made the BBC? Oh, no! I don't, but I didn't ever watch it. What? So you're going, no. You're out. Yeah, Henry Sellers! Get him out. There you go, I was going to guess something. Yeah, fuck, am I going to guess Henry that? Henry Sellers. Yeah. What no. did you guess, Dave? Henry Sellers. You never watched Father Ted? No, I'm picking, around, I'm picking around questions here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's also true. I think the two got hand in hand. What colour is a polar bear's skin? Fucking hell. Gary Josie's question, sorry. No, I know this. This is something that you think you'd know, isn't it? Four seconds. Just guess. Just guess. Black. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Why is this too easy? Oh, oh what? I'll just go to the toilet. The Barack Obama Plaza. Barack Obama Plaza is located in which Irish county? Popular detour for Come certain on, hoops. You've got to get this. I've seen them all Surely in there as well. Why are you up for him? Dublin. Yes, Limerick. Oh, awfully. Why was not the Limerick game that they held stop off there? Uh, go with Davy Mac. I think I didn't get that question. We're, le we're level, are we? Yeah. Davy yeah, couldn't go in front here. Aaron, Orla, Claire, Michelle, and James are all teenage characters. Which sitcom set in the nineties? One day, this year. Oh, no. Can you read the question? <laughs> Aaron, Orla, Claire, Michelle, and James are all teenage characters. Which in which sitcom, sitcom set in the nineties? Sitcom nineties. I was sitcom nineties. No time. Guess on this. Or uh, Fair City. No. Dirty Girls. Oh, great show. Oh, thank you, watch it. No, yeah. I was thinking the 90s, though, as if it was in the 90s. Yeah. Not setting What is the name of the bottom number of a fraction? Oh, he's bad at maths. Stop it. Shut up. The bottom number of a fraction. See, it's on the tip. It's on the tip. No, it's not. Three seconds. You're doing foundation. Count the nominator. Oh no, it's. I actually had a feeling you'd say that. It's. Yeah. it's I the, didn't know what to say. It's a denominator. Because the common denominator is a different thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it is. Unlucky Luby. say wrong for that one. Sorry, Davey, man. So Davey's winning, is he? No, we're level. Davey seven. can win this here, can he? Well, we have no, one no. question each. One, two, three, four for hey. Davey. One, two, three, four for Luke, yeah. Ooh, we're level. Four level. level. Spent the last question. Yeah. I have hinges on which one you pick. Blockbuster going on here. Big decision, Davey. It is a big decision. I've done them wrong so far. I'll go with this one. Who served as Taoiseach immediately before Bertie Ahern? Before Charles Hoy, Albert Reynolds, or John Bruton? They used to know this. 
Oh, he's Republican like himself. Politically minded, David. Yeah. Like himself. What was the third option again? Charles Hockey, Albert Reynolds, John Bruton. Four seconds left. I'm gonna go Bruton. John Bruton. Yep. John oh, Bruton. That, oh that was Nicky. You have Dave, to get this. Was a guess. No, it wasn't. No. But you didn't even hear it the last time. It was an time, educated said guess. I knew how he was get earlier. That's what I was gonna say. You had a 50-50 there. I saw it. And this is the, this is essential now. Fuck me, Luki. Complete the saying. Justice. Empty vessels make the most. Oh, I've never heard of oh, that. Oh, I got this. Well done, <laughs> He's finished. <laughs> How long have I got, Carl? Eight seconds. Empty vessels you know make the most. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let Davey answer it if he can get it. If he can. Noise. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> I would have guessed any word in the whole language. And you I guessed, guessed it. that. Swear I'm alive. That was a guess. Yeah. Oh my god. What? Yes. One second left there as well. Look at the big brains of Luki. That's, that's what champions do. They come through at moments <laughs> like that. Big moments for big game players. That's impressive. Any uh, word in the language yeah. I could have gone with. No, well, I could have no. said David. We'll go back and forth. Or football. Right. So Dave first. Right. Right. Name the seven dwarfs in Snow White. There with Dave. Who's that? Dopey. Yep. Tall hair, yeah. Right, Dean. Opie. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of any of them. It's <laughs> the dwarfs. No. I was about to sing the song there. Go, go Davey. So I'm going to keep going? Yeah. Grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Stumpy. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that? I don't think I've seen it. Happy. Why? Yeah. Sad. No. Davey. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, bashful? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, I wouldn't have got that one. That's it? That's seven, isn't it? That's yeah, seven. that's four. Yeah. You get it. Davey, Davey's true. Yes! <laughs> Come on! Bollocks, man. Fuck it. Hold on, Lukey. Hold on. Oh, my God. So, Davey Mark and Danny Carr are true. And it'll be Davey versus Alan Manis. And Dan will play the winner of Joey O'Brien and Sean Boyd. So, the mm. players are really getting a kick out of this, aren't they? Yeah. Sean Boyd is actually a keen observer of these quizzes. He really enjoys them. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah he's, he's sitting back just... He knows He knows he's going to have to come up. He could probably... Yeah. Um, I'd, say he's, I'd say he's analysing our questions and thinking they come up with something <laughs> similar. But uh, shout out to Danny asked. Carter. All, all one of his degrees in a circle. Yeah, there's not one degree in a circle, Dan. <laughs> no, we asked that question about Steve McFell's free kick and Derry. Boyd, <laughs> Boyd said he's claiming it. And then McPhail was there afterwards. He was like, "Is he still fucking?" Yeah, that yeah. He's like, yeah. "You didn't get a blade touch on that." By the way, last month makes it two years now since Sean Boyd scored a competitive goal. <sighs> Do you know what? <sighs> Poor kid. Apparently, he's still injured. But do you remember how he burst onto the scene with that goal? The shawzy flick. Yeah. Boy burying it into the bottom corner and just absolutely. Golden Bowls fans and actually a quick big shout out to this one check this out probably haven't seen it Kennedy from Hammerby right Barkalocklu I'm not even going to try and pronounce that that, that's, that sounds terrible I don't even know if that's pronunciation but he scores an absolute belter of a free kick right and he's sprinting towards the Hammerby fans and slow motion all you see is this this plastic cup of beer coming towards him from a height I mean, oh I saw that yeah he catches it <laughs> necks it and then chucks it in the air and jumps into the stand with the Harry fans it's the best celebration yeah. I have 
ever we seen. We need the breaking glass and the Stone Cold music just tomorrow. Exactly, yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Remember the ring announcer used to toss cans What a to throw. Stone Cold. I was only looking at that recently. See how good his throw was. He'd have three in his hand and he'd just grab it with ease like another one. He'd just go straight yeah. over Stone Cold, absolutely necking them. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, an epic finish to the Debbie Mack and Luke Byrne quiz. Luke got one right with one second to How go. competitive was On was the Luke? clock. But then, ultimately... Empty vessel makes the most... He, uh, and he said himself, could yeah. have been any word in the dictionary. Yeah. But ultimately, he didn't know any dwarves here. And that cost him the whole disgusted. thing. Disgusted. Lukey. Absolutely disgusted. He, he lost his trophy. Because he couldn't name any seven <laughs> dwarves. Ha- happy... Name, Dave. Name, name a, name, name a dwarf. Happy, Lukey, sad. <laughs> I think he said Opie. Opie. Is that even what a the word? Fuck is Opie? That sounds like some sort of drug-addled dwarf. <laughs> Opium dwarf. Opium dwarf. <laughs> he's the one they don't speak about. <laughs> he's 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 away. He's gone away for a while. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Davy and Dana Trill and like we said Alamanis is uh, versus Davey and Dan played with Joey O'Brien Sean Bride. Uh hopefully we can get a big audience for the final Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll get them crowd around shouldn't be too hard alright so uh, next up we have a big game against Cork and we're going to go for starting 11s and predictions Right, so I'm going to go for Big Al in goal. Sean Cavanagh on the left, Eden Boyle on the right, Pico Lopez in the middle with Lee Grace. Sounds like I'm about to rap. Um, three boys in the centre of the park. going to go 4 <clears throat> uh, 4 1 1. No, we'll go 4 4 5 1 with some attacking midfielders. We're going to um, uh, <coughs> Watts, Finn, and Bulger in the middle of the park. I'm going to go Brando on the right. With uh, Joel Coustron on the left and Danny Carr up top. Yeah, I'm the same team. No, no argument there. What about a result? Uh, result, I'm going to go. I'd say we're going to go down 1 0. We're going to win 2 1. Oh, come from behind win. Come from behind win. Oh, Martin. Oh. I'll go for uh, an L 2 0 win. An L 2 0 win. Here's the thing though. It's. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, they'll bring they'll bring a rested squad. They'll rest their players." Now, I don't want to play against these young guys that they might bring up because they'll be hungry. I want to play the rubbish team that's been the rubbish Cork team that's been, been yeah. so terrible for the last couple of weeks. They're the ones I want to play. I'm dreading past even more now because <coughs> new manager and all that. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely want to play this bad Cork team. I don't want mm. them to rest anybody. So yeah, they've got their semi final replay on Monday. I turn across. I still think balls are going to win actually. And go through. Oh, it'd be horrible. But, uh, yeah, strange times in D7, Gar. Bow's only one game away from seeing the inside of Viva for the first time. And grown men stripping naked and throwing toys at the Gardaí from rooftops. <laughs> that was brilliant. Absolutely insane. But, listen, that's that's Bow's. And, um, yeah, so if Cork beat Bow's, we effectively have Europe 12 points ahead with a much bigger goal difference. And uh, What do you the, think of the Peno? The Peno... I think it's a penalty. Well, according to the rules, now it's a definite penalty. It's a penalty. He it's he went in with stone his wall. Shown. Yeah, stone wall. Stone wall. What was stone wall? Irish cliff barrel. <laughs> stone wall penalty. Absolute stone wall penalty. I reckon Leahy should probably get a six-game ban for that <laughs> reckless, reckless challenge. GBH potentially court case impending. CCJB in the course. I must say that was quite enjoyable. 
Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> because, Do you know what? Yeah. We, we say how it is on this show. Whenever you get a chance to mock your rivals, you take it with both hands and you fucking knock it out of the park. So I am delighted with that. You have to. That's what rivalry yeah. is. Bowls have rubbed it in our face this season. I am delighted with that penalty. It was a penalty. Absolute how horrendous about, tackle. How about just not making a naive lunge in someone's kneecap with four minutes to go? How four about minutes to go with your stud shown and your back straight, which indicates that you're flying into it. And they say you got the ball. Yeah, but you can't actually two-foot someone in the <clears> box with four minutes to go. So, As for Cork... Uh, <clears throat> something we haven't mentioned actually apparently they're going to be making cutbacks next season and if you saw that blog from uh, Chippy you know the Bose fan he, if you go by that Cork and Pat's uh, budget are about the same surprisingly I think Cork's been much mass- much bigger they got 800 grand without kicking the ball at the start of the year but, and uh, yeah Cork have lost three league games in a row for the first time in 15 years 15 years yeah Jesus. And we're going for five league wins in a row. If we do that, that'll be our first time ever under Bradzer. That'll be our best run. Have five league wins. We haven't done five since Nutsy. So we haven't done that since Nutsy. Um, mm. That's probably the highlight of his reign. Yeah, so tip of the week, uh, I think it has to be uh, Waterford away win. Because, um, I mean, look, balls are going to rest players. Waterford, um, I, it's, it's, I think it's a decent price. So I'm going to go Waterford away win and they're going to go Rovers home win and uh, I think I think I'm going to go with a Pat a Pat's win is no I'm not no I'm not that's terrible I'll go with Water, Waterford double Waterford and Rovers double so lump on with the mortgage yeah so that is it I think for this week we've 7.45 kick off not 8 o'clock um, yeah that's because RT are showing a, a live feed of, of our game that they can use into the dark pass game. Ah, I see. And they yeah. can cut to a clip or whatever. Right, right. So right. the dock can uh, potentially seal the tile there. So since they already made the dock have won sixteen out of seventeen league games. We're the only team that's taken points off. Yeah, deservedly as well. We were good that day. And as someone said, I think it was James Lowe said, it, if it wasn't for Sean Maguire, it would have been five in a row. Oh man, imagine that. But um. Yeah, so uh, that's it for this week. Our invites have gone out for our end of season special. So check your post box and uh, hold on to them tight because they are gold dust. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you've been in Johnny Bills before, you cannot be in this audience. That's I, don't, it. I don't make the rules. Don't take it personally. Well, I do, but you know what I mean. I don't make the rules. Don't take it personally. It's uh, it's just the way it is. You, you come to one end of season special, that's your lot. You'll never be here again. So uh, check your post box and uh, see you in Block M on Friday. Keep on hoping. See you.